This is the Radio Talks podcast from Learning Waves. Hello and welcome to another edition of Radio Talks, the official industry podcast from Learning Waves. And of course, it's that time of year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yes, the most wonderful time of the year for some people. Not for everybody, though, and on this episode of Radio Talks, we are going to be talking to the people who are helping to make a difference, to raise some money, and to put the effort in on behalf of the radio stations to give a little bit back. That's on the way. But first, though, the industry news from Hannah Casey. The Learning Waves Journalism Graduate Programme for 2023 has got underway. The course was launched by Sinead Crowley and Stephanie Comey from Commission Naman at Galway Bay FM on the 2nd of November. The Learning Wave Senior Management course came to an end this month. 24 senior managers across the independent radio sector participated in the six-month programme. It involved a unique blend of online, in-person and one-to-one training with Russell and Alison Beck from Imagine Think Do. There was brilliant feedback as participants described the programme as beneficial to both their professional and personal lives. Ten radio stations have held their very own TY Media Week programmes in the past three months. 114 TY students created unique shows covering various topics such as sport, social media and politics. The takeovers are all available to listen back on the TY Media Week section on our website or you can tune in to Highland Radio and LMFM on the 26th and 27th of December. Learning Waves is currently recruiting for its podcasting course starting on the 14th of December. If you ever dreamed of creating and presenting your own podcast, this is the course for you. To sign up, go to learningwaves.ie, but you'll need to be quick. Only limited places are available. In industry news, Pamela Joyce finished her lunchtime show on Today FM. On the 7th of November, Pamela bid farewell to her listeners and colleagues with an emotional final broadcast. In November, Commission Naman approved funding of €2.4 million Euro for the independent commercial radio sector under the Sound of Vision 4 broadcasting funding scheme. Recently, Ireland's classic hits unveiled a new look. What do you think of it? JNLR results were released last month revealing outstanding figures for the radio sector. 92% of adults tune into radio every week. Gavin Dean, CEO of Media Central, has announced that he is to take up the role of commercial director in RTE in 2024. Gavin Blake celebrated 25 years of creating the magical sound of Today FM. Every sound in every way from this station is because of Gavin. We wish him continued success. Earlier this month, Jim Jim Nugent, Crossy and Zainab joined forces to present the new Strawberry Alarm Clock on FM 104. Tune in to FM 104 weekdays from 6am to 10am. Beat 102-103 embarked on an advertising agency roadshow in Dublin to showcase its brand new outside broadcast unit, Beats Beast. This is the first time a regional youth music radio station in Ireland has invested in an outside broadcast unit. Success for radio at the Irish Podcast Awards. Beat has won Best Podcast in the Sex and Relationships category for Let's Talk About Ganes with Michelle Hefferman. News Talk's Let Me Explain podcast with Sean Defoe has won Best New Podcast. Congratulations. After two years at Cork's 96FM and C103, Emmett Dunley is heading back to Cork's Red FM to take up the role as music producer. Wishing Emmett the best of luck. Bar Media Audio Ireland's takeover of iRadio is now complete after a three-month approval process. Bauer Media Group also has a new logo and corporate brand design. The Irish Audio Awards applications are now open. The deadline for entries is January 15, 2024 and the awards will be held on the 14th of March. John Purcell, chairman of IBI, led a discussion concerning Irish radio in Dull Erin last week. Politicians were warned about the danger of complacency regarding the future of news and current affairs on independent radio by a delegation from the industry. 
Aidan Cooney is leaving The Breakfast Show on Q102 to host shows at the weekend. Liam Coburn will now step into the breakfast slot. In upcoming courses, are you looking to create content and have it broadcast on air? Are you looking to meet like-minded people and learn new skills? There is a unique opportunity to create your own podcast with Learning Waves. Patrick Ahi Audio Brand will guide you on a two-month journey from podcast idea to broadcast. This four-day course begins on the 14th of December and continues to February 2024. It is free to anyone working less than 20 hours per week. Places are limited to 10. Go to the training section on our website to apply. Hannah Casey there with the industry news. And again, wow, so much going on. And of course, if you need or want something mentioned, remember, just email info at learningwaves.ie and we'll be delighted to hear from you and include it on our next podcast. Because after all, it's your podcast. So whatever you need included or want included, send it in and we'll certainly put it forward to the board and see what they have to say. So back on to this episode of Radio Talks, the official industry podcast from Learning Waves. On this particular podcast, we're talking about innovations that radio stations are carrying out or doing over the next couple of weeks or months, whatever, uh, to raise money for people in need and charities in their local area. We start with LMFM. Sinead Brazel is there. Sinead, tell us exactly what's happening in LMFM. What we're doing is we are supporting our local women and children's refuge centres in the Louth and Meath area. So, it's something that I've been really passionate about um, ever since I started on the 11 to 1 show was to bring more issues affecting women onto the station in general. So I went to the program controller, Eamon Doyle, to kind of you know run this idea where for the 16 days we would be talking about this issue. So whether it's in the form of advertisement, whether it's a presenter's link, whether it's an interview with maybe a survivor, that we would be every day for the 16 days doing something across the station and across the social media to highlight that basically one in four and actually, it's actually lower again. It's actually one in three women um, are affected by domestic violence, coercive control. So as well as that, there is an I Donate link that has been set up as well. So after every interview or after every kind of you know ad that we put out that we're sending people to the I Donate link and the three charities. So the Women's Aid and Dundalk, the Drada Women and Children's Refuge as well, and also the Mead Women's Refuge and Support Services that that fund will be divided then between the three charities. What about Women's Aid? Can you just give us a little bit of detail about what they do or or how they kind of how they go about their daily business? What what happens there? Well, you know, they're just they're really a lifeline, uh, Andy. To be honest, in the in the local area, I mean, these uh, you know refuges are so so underfunded as well. It's it's such a big issue with them. You know, they're relying. They do get some government funding, but they're relying hugely on the on the kindness of others. So that's really where the the main kind of focus for them is all about raising money. So really what they're doing is they have a 24-7 support service, whether that's in the form of a phone line support service or drop-in centre for women who are experiencing domestic violence. And this would have been hugely prevalent during COVID. Uh, There would have been an awful lot of figures on the rise. And I think during COVID as well, there would have been a more of a focus on the fact that this was going on behind locked doors. So 
they are there pretty much 24-7 as a support. Now, as I say, it could be in the form of a phone call to women. It could be in the form of an accompaniment to court if they're getting a protection or a barring order. Or it could be just simply to offer them housing, temporary housing and a, a means really of escape, I suppose, from a from a brutal situation. So nine times out of 10, these women are fleeing uh, with nothing. And uh, I remember interviewing a survivor before and one of the things that she said really resonated with me. She said, Sinead, they handed me back my dignity in the form of a five pack of underwear. So that will give you an idea as to how rock bottom these women are and how something like that was a huge thing for her after fleeing that situation. So they they take women and children in they offer them you know support they offer them a temporary accommodation they help them kind of get back on their feet and they help them in terms of the legal system so they help them in terms of what their rights are you know how they can escape the situation for good i suppose as well because you must remember an awful lot of these women have been brainwashed into thinking that what is going on they brought on themselves because of course that's what an abuser will do and an awful lot of the time as well, you know, fear is something that is just so deep rooted in these women that, you know, the thoughts of even picking up a phone to, to make a phone call or, you know, that's huge. That's just monumental to them. It's great, isn't it? And come here, just before we let you go, just remind us again how people can, can donate and, you know, yeah. w- what they can donate. That's the other thing as well, of course. Well, I think at the moment money really is what it is because a lot of people might think that you can donate food and toiletries and things like that um, to the, the women's aid. Now, the toiletries part of it, absolutely. But in terms of clothes and things like that, they're not accepting secondhand. Like, you know, these things need to be kind of bought new. As you can imagine, these women are, you know, vulnerable enough. So really at this stage, it's money, whatever people like the price of a cup of coffee, whatever it is, we understand that, you know, times are very difficult for people, you know, so and I suppose at this time of the year as well, there's a lot of charities that are looking for people's support. But anything, no matter how small, would be so appreciated. So if people head to idonate.ie forward slash fundraiser forward slash LMFM, you'll find the details there. And all of the support services, the numbers, the websites, the emails for the three refuge centres in the area are all up on LMFM.ie as well. So we have all the resources there for anybody listening that might be affected about what we're talking about. Sinead Braswell from LMFM with the initiative that LMFM are running over the next while and if you can a great charity to support Women's Aid and congratulations and the the best of luck to all in LMFM To the north we go now across to Letterkenny in County Donegal John Breslin is there John you're doing some work with the Lions Club tell us a little bit about that Well, the Lions Club came to us with an idea to raise some money for the Donegal Food Response Network and it was in the form of an online auction. Now, that was something that we'd done before, but it was it was done before on just the the one show and it was done live and there was bids in over the phone and it was always a bit flawed. Uh, This time around, there's a there's a website. There's um, uh, um, I think it's called Bidding Owl is the website, but we're we're. Uh, directing okay. listeners uh, through the Donegal Food Response Network website and and everything is on there. That's the beauty of it. We just uh, drive people on there and that's where all the bids are in and it, it just gives us or gives the Lions Club uh, a bit of time to gather up bids and to, to make a bit of progress. So it's, uh, it's, it's working out 
much better this time around. But you, you have over 100 businesses involved in it. That must take an awful lot of coordination, does it? Well, it does. Not on our end. Uh, I'd love to take credit for it, but no, it's, it's, it's the Lions Club that's doing all the work here. Right, um, okay. We're kind of just uh, facilitating it. So, yeah, they they did. They pulled together over 117 items there are at the moment. And uh, some of the items might have might have might already be gone because there's a, a buy now option, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, you know it's a great variety. So it, that's one of the, the reasons why uh, you know uh, people are are going into it in big numbers and why the bids are going in and why it's likely to do do well for them because there's such a variety on there, and it's it's physical items as well as vouchers. There's a lot of vouchers. They've gathered up a lot of vouchers, but there's physical items as well. So it's, like what? What type of oh stuff? Uh, well, there's uh, there's vouchers for all sorts, as you'd imagine. Um, um, meals out and um, uh, and overnight stays and uh, and and uh, vouchers for art and you know, shopping vouchers and and all okay. sorts and you know get your hair done and uh, hair and beauty and stuff like that. But then there's physical items and 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 thinking about uh, there's a Bosch drill on there and there's um, you know, there's other things like uh, artworks and stuff. So it's, people can go in and see and see a description of the the item, and then whether that's a voucher or an item, and and what it entails, and okay. and, and make their bid. John Breslin from Highland Radio with their on on air action, which is fundamentally a bid to win for the Lions Club, and congratulations and best of luck with that as well to all in Highland Radio. Let's go a little bit further south. Let's go to WLR. Avine Fallon is there. Avine, the WLR charity fundraising initiative. How does that work? Well, it's been working for a long, long time, Andy. Um, we run the WLR Christmas Appeal in aid of St. Vincent de Paul and we have been doing for the last 30 years. Um, so it's quite incredible. Thousands and thousands of euro have been have been raised by the people of Waterford for St. Vincent de Paul through this appeal. Last year it was 120,000 we raised. Uh, so hopefully this year will be as much. Um, and it's just, it's it's great for, you know, a local radio station to give back to the local community. But to be fair, um, it is driven mostly by the local community themselves and we have a number of events that we can kind of like hand out to the local community they take ownership of it and those events have been running successfully successfully for so many years and what a brilliant charity to be involved with St. Vincent de Paul Yeah absolutely but isn't it just testament to local radio how people get involved and drive it by themselves but raise so much money. Isn't that just brilliant? It's unbelievable. Like uh, like I've been involved in WLR for 23 years, so I've always been involved with the appeal indirectly one way or another as a presenter. This is the first year that I'm actually coordinating the entire event and like people just right. email and say, oh, I've just run a fancy uh, fashion show in the Park Hotel in Dungarvan and I raised 3,000 euro. You did what? Wow. Amazing. You know, they just kind of take it on themselves um, because they know of our association with St. Vincent de Paul. It is so strong and it's it's they can trust us as well, you know. So um, yeah, that sure. that has been amazing and the, the, the events that we've been running for maybe like five, ten years that just seem to get bigger and bigger every single year. And what if people are so generous? And say, for example, just in relation to the events themselves. So obviously people organise those in advance. 
do do those events take place on one particular day or is that going to happen between now and Christmas, Avian? No, um, well, we have kind of like um, our our showstopper events, if you want to, for for want of a better word. So these are events that we run every year and they are coordinated by WLR ourselves and and they are kind of like our trademark ones. For example, we have um, Wear Red to Work. It's one of our biggest days. It's so simple. We literally contact businesses in Waterford. um, They sign up. And their employees wear red to work on a particular day, which is this year, the 15th of December. And we um, we go around to all of the businesses with our buckets and we collect for St. Vincent de Paul. And that, that raises thousands of euro. But like some companies just go above and beyond. Um, like one company in Evan Construction, now they're organising a big coffee morning and they're having a sing song. And, you know, there's a, there's all this sort of like add-ons that people do to get into the into the spirit of the day. It's not just about wearing a red jumper to work. But right. that is that's okay. the basis of it. And how long? Just finally, how long does it run for the whole charity event, Avian? Oh, um, sure. Look, well, Christmas somebody... Christmas starts in November here in Waterford. Don't you know? <laughs> yeah, All no. The world over now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You know? <laughs> uh, no, we've had, as I said, we've had some events already. We'd we'd mark white at the weekend and um, the concerts and all of that. Well, yeah, from now really. And um, the local right, fire okay. service they they run a day. They have a seventy two year old fire engine that has been literally part of the Christmas appeal for the last 30 years. Uh, we've Christmas swims. They'll be kind of closer to to Christmas Day. And um, we have a yeah. swim out in the Gillamine. The Gillamine is actually the oldest swimming club in Ireland. Um, and oh. so there's a huge amount of uh, support out there in the Gillamine. And we do have sausage blahs. I assume you know what a blah is, Andy. I've had a few blasts in my time Good and if man. you saw me you'd know well. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, anyway, so yeah, yeah, swims, we've coffee mornings, um, we have a, a farming auction as which is always so well supported by the farming community here in Waterford. Um, so yeah, it's it's a jam-packed November and December I have to tell you. And is there if if somebody wants to donate is there a direct line is there can they go onto the WLR website or is there something they can do Absolutely. To, to donate Yeah we do indeed and in fact we have a dedicated we were very clever in getting the um the email address or sorry the website address of christmasappeal.ie so if you go onto www.christmasappeal.ie that will bring you straight to WLR and all of the events Yet another fantastic radio initiative here in Ireland WLR FM uh, raising money for the St Vincent de Paul and again if you can help or if you think you can uh, just log on to the website and it would be very much appreciated so from Waterford we head right the way along into the kingdom Andrew is there Andrew Morrissey Radio Kerry what's going on in Kerry uh, so Ali it's our 10th annual Radio Kerry Christmas Jumper Day and it's on the 8th of December and as it says it's our 10th one we did, we started this in 2013 and we used to do um I'll give you the, the short version of it. We used to do a, a radio auction where people would donate items, we would auction them off, and we'd raise funds for charity. We'd do it over two or three days, and all the funds would go to local Kerry charities. And the auction was done for so many years that it kind of just ran out of steam, and we decided, we decided to come up with something maybe a little bit less complex that could be a little bit more fun, and everybody could get involved. Because sometimes we had bits that were offered, um, you know, we might be auctioning off, um, I don't know, driving lessons or, mm-hmm. or a golf lesson or vouchers for restaurants. And yeah, they might go for, you know, 60, 70, 80, 100 quid, which was great. But obviously, you know, you're expecting people to fork out the 100 quid then or whatever it may be. Now, it all added up and it was great crack. But we decided to go with something more simplistic. And um, my breakfast co-host, Elaine Kinsella, she said to us in a meeting once, she said, why don't we just organize a day where people could just wear something Christmassy, like a jumper, like a bit of tinsel in their hair or whatever, yeah. and uh, raise funds again that way. And it kind of took off from there. Brilliant. And 
we've read yeah and look come here everybody likes to wear something Christmassy whether that be the jumpers <laughs> or whatever so it's a bit of crack and we just encourage our listeners and, and, and our clients and our and anybody else really just to wear a jumper on the day and make any small donation big or small to the St. Vincent de Paul here in Kerry okay. and that's pretty much the basis behind it Andy to be honest with you okay and are, are you out and about are there OBs or you know what what's what's involved in the day is it the the whole station just kind of changes and goes at it for the day is it yeah pretty much so this year we're taking a slightly different approach this year and that we're going to do a, a, almost a week long event now not not well. go totally to town on Christmas jumpers for the week but we we have um, plans with the local St. Vincent de Paul shops from all over the county we're going to be meeting with some of the volunteers, some of the staff. Uh, we're going to be talking to some of the people who've actually used St. Vincent de Paul. And we'll be finding out exactly where the money that people raise on the day. Now, Because funnily enough, you see, we've got collection buckets in the shops. There's a, there's a donate online, all this kind of stuff. And as a result, it could very well be the second or third week of January before we actually get a full total of what was raised. Simply wow. because there are so many uh, ways to donate on the day that it all has to be counted and collected and everything else. So, um yeah, so on the day we'll do that, but in the in the week leading up to it, we'll try and inform our listeners on air. You know, when they donate money, whether let's say it's two euro, uh, where does that money go? How is it used? How is it spent? Because obviously it all adds up over time. Uh, and uh, yeah, so like we we've we've raised a good few thousand now in the last few years, um, which is a massive thing for us to help out with. You know. Okay, and is it is it Vincent de Paul every year that that's the charity, or is that new this year? Yeah, well, it, yeah. So it, Saint Vincent de Paul. So the, the the previous auction was for various charities, but Saint Vincent de Paul have been the main beneficiaries of it for the last ten years, and and continue to be this year. Um, and yeah, look, look, we, we only we don't need to go into it now, but like with with the, with the cost of living crisis and everything else, they're as busy than they've you know ever been before, if not busier. So. Uh, they're really appreciative of us coming on board and helping out in any way, shape, or form. And look, whilst it's the Radio Kerry Christmas Jumper Day, it's a very easy thing for us to do uh, is just encourage our listeners, wear a jumper, make a donation. It's the people who work for St. Vincent de Paul are actually the people who do the serious work and help out with families and so on, especially at Christmas time. So, um, yeah, they'll be the beneficiaries of it. And, um, yeah, as I said, 10 years on the go. So 10 years on the go. Any particular favorite memories of yours of particular fundraisers or anything that kind of you thought worked really, really well? Um, well, you see, you'll laugh at this, Andy. I actually have um, a collection of Christmas jumpers that now spans <laughs> well into the 60s, if not 70, Mark. Oh, my God. Yeah, right. I, I, totally okay. unrelated to Christmas jumper day. I started collecting these myself back around 2009, 2010. So, uh, yeah, I, I have a very bizarre thing where I collect Christmas jumpers. And, yeah, one year, and we're going to do something similar this year, uh, we just tried to, you know, for a bit of crack for social media we tried to see how many I could try on before I physically couldn't put on anymore so how many was it? I think it was 34 and then you just (laughs) physically can't walk we're going to do something different this year Uh, the lads have asked me to pull out the jumpers out of the attic again so uh, what that thing is I don't know they said they were going to tell me this week so uh, yeah something about my jumpers but yeah I know it's a bizarre thing I know people often kind of say why and I say I don't have an answer so uh, yeah I'm even though Radio Kerry has its Christmas jumper day separately I am a weirdo who does collect uh, Christmas jumpers <laughs> the Imelda Marcos of Christmas jumpers Andrew Morrissey there from Radio Kerry and the best of luck with that initiative and I'm sure you, if you are in Kerry uh, you'll definitely see them over the next while and if you can at all please support a fantastic charity to support St. Vincent de Paul. So well done. Thank you very much indeed to Sinead Brazel from LMFM, to Avian Fallon in WLR, and also John Breslin in Highland Radio. So radio all over the country, 
there is somewhere somebody doing an initiative to raise money for for charity and this Christmas. And of course, as we say, it's a wonderful time of the year, but for some people, it simply isn't. And if you can help in any way at all, please do. That's it for Radio Talks for this episode. Thank you very much indeed for listening. Remember, if there is something you'd like to get covered or something you'd like included in the industry news, whatever it is, info at learningwaves.ie is the email address to send all your correspondence to. And as we always say, we'll get back to you ASAP. I'm Andy Matthews. Hannah Casey produced this episode. Thank you very much indeed. And wherever you are, have a wonderful time this Christmas. (laughs) 